still feel strange Like looking in the mirror trying to study yourself and seeing somebody else And everything is not the same, no It feels like all our lives have changed Baby, when I'm older it'll all go down, but it's killing me now This is Diamond Rivera of the Live Discussions with Diamond podcast. In tune to another episode on season five. And you just saw an amazing routine by Leo and Jamonte from the Lonely Bachata remix by DJ Tronky. Also representing Viva La Bachata as well. This episode is sponsored by Tu Bachata Radio, where you can listen to this interview live and high quality. And today, people, I'll give you all the way from the Lithuania area. My friend, my brother, Mr. Leo Cato, Leo Cato from Elegancia Dance Company. What's going on, man? What's going on? How you doing? <laughs> What's up, my brother? What's up, man? Uh, it's been it's been too long. I think over two years already. I mean, yeah, it's we been a long time. time. It's been a long time, but I'm glad we're we're reuniting and we're back. So, absolutely, man. I mean, even though it's through uh, virtual, I mean, this connection is better than no connection. As yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, like you're in Lithuania, I'm in New York, even with the Wi-Fi's, everything just happens. And, you know, again, this is organic. Uh, it's great to just actually see you and us talking also behind the scenes of future projects that you have in the works. 
but yeah. also the recent success of all of the projects that you and your company have been able to do and all the accomplishments, man. Again, congrats to you. Kudos to you. Well, I, I really appreciate that. That means a lot, man. Really Absolutely. Mean. I mean, uh, for me, all the way in New York still, you know me being in this dancing for a while, uh, now having this type of platform that I can celebrate the success of people like yourself, but also realizing, you know, we've, we, me and you go way back. So, I mean, way definitely here. So, I mean, <laughs> before elegance, yeah, before the, the, the yellow on the top of the hair, you know. We uh, yeah, well, I don't know if this is going to be a long-term thing or, uh, uh, or the, you know, like a two-month uh, pandemic desperation thing. So, we're going to see what happens, you know. Absolutely, man. And also, big shout-out to all the people out there in Lithuania. I know things with the lockdown. Uh, just everybody keep safe, and in due time, we'll be dancing soon enough. But, you know, man, honestly... I'm glad again that I can have you on, uh, giving people kind of a, a glimpse of who Leo is, especially besides what you just do on a dance floor. Correct. It's more important than that. Realizing, I mean, we might even go back to the, I don't know, the bodybuilding days. I don't know. Oh, you know we, we can go as far as you want. My diaper days, bodybuilding days. <laughs> I, maybe, maybe, maybe just not the hustling days, right? No, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm playing. But uh but yeah, man, we can go. We can go as far back as you want to go. So yeah. absolutely, and definitely throughout the uh, talk today, we'll have probably some live comments coming in. Uh, for example, all the way from the DC area, Bachata Brunch. Yes, showing love out here, uh, definitely. So, Leo, as I do with all my guests, I love to kind of take it all the way back. I'm talking about. Before dance was even a thought, who was Leo before dance? Who was Leo before dance? Okay, so let's start from the beginning. So I guess uh, I was born and raised in Delmar, New York. Uh, so Delmar, New York is a small town 10 minutes uh, south of Albany, New York, which is the capital of New York. So I'm from New York State originally, not, not actually New York City. Uh, so I grew up in that town. And when I was 18 years old, I moved to New York City. Uh, and that's where things, a lot of things change, you know, because growing up, I grew up in a relatively, you know, conservative in some way, household, but also very progressive. I mean, politically, my, my, my family was always very modern and progressive, but, you know, uh, in terms of like their values and stuff, they're a little bit conservative and a little bit traditional with with how they, they, you know, they brought us up. You know, I come from Caribbean and Portuguese blood, you know, so I'm Caribbean and Portuguese. Uh, so, you know, my dad, I'm my Caribbean and Portuguese on my dad's side and my mom is Caribbean. Uh, so, you know, coming from that like Caribbean kind of Latin background, you know, is, is very, you know, there's a certain way things go, you know, there's a certain way got to have a certain respect for your parents and, you know, talking back, you know, you're going to get, 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 you know, get your booty slapped, you know? So, you, you know, you know how that goes. I know you know how that goes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, but yeah, growing up that that's, that's how I grew up. I was actually a, a baseball player. I played baseball all of my life uh, from the time I was about six or seven years old. Uh, my best friend uh, who actually is no longer with us now, he passed away in September, but his father actually got me into baseball and uh, he grew my love for baseball. And my dad actually didn't even want me to play baseball at the time because mm. uh, my dad wasn't familiar with baseball. My dad was really into, you know, 
soccer or uh, football, they call it here in Europe. But, you know, we as Americans call it soccer. So my dad was really into that. And he he pushed me uh, into that realm. But but I was so in love with baseball that, you know, eventually I stopped playing. And then, you know, he fell in love with baseball. And next thing I know, you know, things really took off for baseball. And, and you know, just like anything that I've done in my life, man, you know, like uh, anything that I put my mind to, if mm-hmm. I, I'm going to do something, I can't just be mediocre at it, you know. And it's nothing about my physical ability or nothing. It's just a work ethic thing that I have. When I love something, I want to be the best and I will work and make sure that I do whatever I can to to ensure that that happens, you know. Mm-hmm. So with baseball, I excelled. Uh, when I was very young, I was already getting looked at by professional scouts. The Baltimore Orioles organization was already looking at me. Uh, but uh, let's say when I got a little bit older, uh, I had a serious injury. Mm-hmm. My I tore my labrum and rotator cuff. Oh, uh, that kind of uh, really kind of killed my my career because after I came back from that, things weren't the same. I lost mm-hmm. speed on my fastball, and mentally, I was just in a different position. And and from there, uh, let's uh, let's long story short, from there things just kind of went down, and I decided to to leave baseball. You know. Wow. From there, I went in on to modeling. So I was modeling a little bit. I was competing in uh, men's physique. I was yeah. a fitness model competing in men's physique and bodybuilding. I was the national champion uh, for the under uh, 19 division. And yeah. Hey, say it again for the people in the back that didn't hear that. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> national champion, uh, men's physique national champion, Eastern USA uh, national champion. Uh, for men's physique in the under 19 division. Yeah. Mm. So okay. under 19 division. So I was 19 when I competed, 19 and under is when I competed. And uh, yeah, and then, you know, man, that was really cool experience uh, competing. And I was bodybuilding for five years before that title. But, you know, the problem is that that industry is super yeah. fake. I mean, I don't really care who I'm going to offend right now. That's maybe in the fitness industry or some of my past friends that are in the industry, but it's a super fake and shallow industry, man. You know, mm. we're out here telling people, you know, as when we're sponsored that, hey, take this protein and you're going to look like me. But we all know damn well why we look the way that we look. And it has nothing to do with that protein powder we're selling, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, if you if you see where I'm going. But, you know, it's just uh, so it, it's just a very kind of fake industry. And, and you know, it has a lot of positive things to it you know for example the 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 determination you need and discipline that you need while working out and and uh and i would even say there's even more discipline goes into the diet you know because the thing is is that to be able to eat six meals a day the same thing every day you get bored really quickly but you know, to tell yourself, hey, this is, I'm not eating for luxury. I'm eating for a purpose, you know? So, yeah. so this is where discipline really comes in. But eventually, you know, my time passed. Uh, and then I went into the university. And this is where my dancing career start. I went to, I moved from New York for a for, uh, little time. And I went to Temple University in Philadelphia. Oh, wow. And yes, Temple University. That That's my alma mater. That's where, that's where I went to university. And uh, from there, I had a friend. His name was Taiki. Uh, I don't know if he's around, if he's checking this out, or I don't even know if he's still dancing because I haven't been in touch with him. But he was like, yo, bro, come come to the, come try out for the Latin dance club. 
And I'm like, bro, you crazy. Like, I'm not, I'm not a dancer, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not a dancer, you know? So he's like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Just, just, you know, just come through and blah, blah, blah. Check it out. And he's like, you know, there's a bunch of good looking girls and this, this and that. And I said, I told him, I'm like, look, for me, that's not a, that's not like a major selling point. You know, I, I'm, mm-hmm. if I enjoy the dance, I will enjoy the dance. And, you know, cause in, in that department I was already, at, I was cool. You know, I was, I was all right. So, <laughs> you know, and, uh, yeah. So from there, man, I guess <laughs> soul, I'm reading soul's coming. You're not too bad yourself. <laughs> <laughs> And also big ups to Biscuit all the way in London showing hey, us. Hey, Biscuit, my brother, and Emerson. Hey, That's wow, I haven't seen Emerson in a minute, bro. I have not seen Emerson. Man, I think the last time me and Emerson saw each other, I was probably doing my first, like, bunch of the steps. Like, okay, maybe maybe not that serious, but it was, <laughs> it was a long time ago. It was, it was a while ago, but yeah. But yeah, bro, so from there, uh, basically what, what, what happened is that you know, I took his advice. I went on to the um, to the Latin dance team. I went to the tryout. I was killing it in the tryout for someone that wasn't a dancer. But you know, uh, so <laughs> since our concert at Balacuda from from Emerson, that was good times, bro. But uh, but yeah, so I was killing it in the tryout. Then it, we had to go do an audition like in front of everybody. I blacked out, and oh. of course <laughs> I was like, nah, yeah, I couldn't even move. Seriously, I was so scared I couldn't even. I couldn't even move. So uh, from there, I just kind of hung my head. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to make it on a team. And and long story short, they ended up picking me anyway. Who knows why? Well, maybe I know. But but anyway, I ended up on the team. They needed guys, whatever. But, you know, and uh, that was my end, bro. That's how it started from there. In like two to three months of being on the team, I became the best guy in the team. And then actually not too shortly after, uh, I left to go – train uh at art and motion dance academy uh with mm. darling yeah that makes a whole lot more sense now yeah not everything makes yeah. sense. yeah yeah so i went to and i was training with darling uh for eight months at art and motion i was taking man i mean i was taking all of their classes from their beginner classes their intermediate bachata salsa uh, everything I was taking. The only thing that I didn't venture into at that point, which they were offering at that point, was Kizomba. But that Kizomba, I'm dancing fluently. I started that uh, a couple of years ago, but and I love Kizomba, but that's yeah. not something I started back then, you know. Uh, but uh, but yeah, man. So that's that was my that was my humble beginnings, you know. That's that's where it all started, and from there I moved back to New York. I I, I met my my first partner at a social called Bachata Rosa. In New York City, and uh, from there, you know, we met. We started doing our thing, and one thing led to the next thing. And I mean, I can go into detail about it, but it would take forever. But that's that's the gist of my my humble beginnings. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, seeing just kind of how it all started uh, and led up, and really, when I said earlier how it all makes sense because art in motion it has a very distinct style. So, that's true. The approach to the routine, but dancing in general, I just like certain people can say, "Hey, you trained at this school, you have this specific style." So yeah. now it makes total sense. A uh, big ups definitely to Art in Motion out there in the Philly area. Um, yeah, I mean, so while you were in the Philly area. Did you yeah. get to go? Were you attending the socials that normally are? Was I attending the socials, bro? I 
Oh my God. Look, it, it was so bad. I was literally out social dancing four or five days a week, man. I mean, Ooh, that's we, money. Had, <laughs> we had, I'll even shout people out directly. I was, uh, I was at Mambo Mondays, mm -hmm. right? With Roland, you know, Roland. Yeah. Roland Simmons. Yeah, Roland said he was doing the Mambo Mondays with Eddie uh, Eddie Alba, my boy. That's that's my brother. That's my big bro, Eddie Alba. Uh, they was doing it, and actually, I don't know if you remember Marina Lopez. She was uh, Marina Lopez. She was yeah. teaching Eddie the pre classes. I was taking the pre classes. I mean, man, I was really going to every social during the week. Then you have Kevin. You know Kevin from uh, Philly. Kevin so, now, Kevin now, Kevin now yes. from yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking he had about. Uh, uh, at Lucha Cartel. He had a massive event at, at Lucha Cartel. If if you if you remember that event in Philly, and that was on Thursdays, but not the Thursdays. I was going to that one. I mean, Darlin had his social once a month at the time, so I was going there. Mike Andino had his social. I yeah. mean, it was really I was dancing every single day people was looking at me like i was crazy bro but i was so eager to get better and i was so eager to just put myself because i told you i'm one of those people that if i'm gonna do something i mm -hmm. want to what i can to be the best at it you know and Absolutely. i knew that the way to do that was to to do it at all the time so man and, and now that's awesome because for me when i met you in new york yeah i just assumed you were learning in new york but realizing you had yeah. kind of a history in yes. Philly. So when you were in Philly and working with Art Motion, was it just strictly bachata? No, I was taking all the classes. So I was actually never a part of Art and Motion Dance Company team. So I no, was never yeah. yeah, I was never performing with them. That would have been probably my next step. Like I would have mm -hmm. I would have joined the semi pro team and try to work my way up to the professional team. That would have been the normal path. But I actually left uh, Philly to, to go to New York. Uh, mm. So when I left Philly to go to New York, then, you know, of course, I started setting my sights in New York and, and I did my training uh, there. But I had a lot of training uh, in New York as well, too, but not related to bachata, uh, actually more re related to salsa. Yeah. Gotcha. So then kind of help the audience as well get an understanding, even from people from Lithuania or yeah. abroad as well, an understanding from your point of view of what the New York City bachata scene was like for you. Yeah, the New York City bachata scene. So let's see, I came into the scene um, 2016? Mm -hmm. yeah. 2016. Yeah, 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 2006. Yeah. Yes, yes, 2016. So 2016, I came into the scene uh, and I would say I was in New York in what year? 2017? 2017, I think. I want to say, if, if I'm getting my years right, I think 2017 mm -hmm. is when I w moved back to New York from Philly, I believe. Uh, and yeah, so, I mean, it really comes down to two, it, at the time at least, I can't speak for now because I'm not there now, but at the time it was really two major schools and companies it was New York Central Movement by Anna Syme, right? And and Anna is one of my best friends on the like she, me, and Anna have have always been very very close. And the other school was Bachata Rosa, yes, uh, and that's by Dor and David from yeah. from Israel originally. Mm -hmm. Amazing people, uh, amazing community that they've built there. So between those two schools, they really really 
uh, created a, a really nice scene. Now, when I say bachata, I want to be a little bit more specific, yeah, because I don't want to leave anybody out saying, because, I mean, we have, I mean, we can't even forget about Caribbean soul. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's uh, Edwin Ferreras, I mean, yeah. who was in New York at the time. I mean, Edwin for me is like really, like, like the amount of respect I have for him and what he's done for the community. Uh, not only in New York, but not even in the United States, but just worldwide. And wouldn't for me is a very, very prominent figure for me. Uh, so, but if I'm referring to like the more modern sensual style of bachata, mm -hmm. right? Because that's why I said I wanted to be a little bit more specific when I'm talking about bachata, right? So yeah. if we're talking about that kind of modern sensual bachata fusion style, then we're looking more at bachata rosa and, and, and New York central movement, so. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I definitely understand because uh, the kind of scene we were in, you had bachata me mama, ekla kwachen, different stuff. Exactly. exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. We can't forget about uh, Alejandro. Yes. It's definitely DJ Alejandro Boza. Alejandro's event every Sunday. LCS, LCL, Las Chicas Locas, oh. and Las Chicas Locas was primarily those were those were the days, right, bro? But yeah. Las Chicas Locas was primarily, it was more so a salsa event, but then what, what started to happen uh, is that uh, Anna from Central Movement decided to team up with Alejandro and then they brought in uh, the bachata room. Yeah. So they were playing modern central bachata in there. And then, yeah, yeah. So it was it was really an incredible event and, and I really missed the LCL days, yeah. No, absolutely, I mean, People don't realize that people used to come from all over the world to LCL, knowing that I think around five to nine you had the salsa, or maybe it was the other way around. Like you had bachata at one specific, and then even like in LCL you had the room. But yeah. after a while, bachata really started to grow. That more people were coming to the social to dance. That 100%. my point of view. Hundred percent, and that's also and the and the last person I want to give a shout out to in New York. Uh, because we can't even talk about the bachata scene and how it was grown without talking about this person is Mike Gill and Pura Vida. Oh yeah, because I, I mean Mike and Pura Vida and what they did, you know, especially earlier on, even before I came into the scene. Yeah. I mean, you know, they really did some really incredible things and opened up the 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 blew up the scene, the bachata scene. Uh, in New York. So I, you know, I wanted just to make sure to make sure that we give them a shout out and Puerto Vida and Mike and, and Cornell and all of them, because they was really a prominent figures in the bachata scene. And uh, they really took, they helped take New York's bachata scene to a whole new level. So. Oh yeah. I mean, cause again, when bachata in terms of the scene and since uh, started coming into New York, it was sprinkles of it. I mean, you had Island Touch who came, they would have New York Touch. And yeah, they would have a New York yeah, you saw but that was get the before yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like realizing how far about the bachata scene has come, that it really is a main staple in, especially in New York City pre-COVID as well. Because yeah. like you said, in New York, you had places guaranteed you could almost fill your whole week up. Oh, with hundred percent. Yep, yep. You know, so you dancing in New York. Yep. You come upon you come upon this partnership that you're with. What was it like then now being at one point the novice dancer learning in Philly, coming to New York? 
like you said, you're training and also various styles. You create a partnership with someone. What is that feeling like then now you're starting to get booked for shows? Those well, well, it, it, it didn't happen like that, though. It mm -hmm. didn't happen like that right away. So so the way that it happened is that when I first started uh, with my first partner uh, mm -hmm. in New York, we was... I'm going to tell you, we was actually romantically together. So we, we started as a romantic couple. And then about a couple weeks later, we decided that, hey, we we want to try to be a dance couple. So we made a, a Instagram and everything. So it was completely like the our intentions weren't to all become like, you know, uh, a dance couple and travel the world or travel the country or nothing like that. It was really just more of a cute thing for us to do as a couple. But then things just kind of took off. We started teaching people really liked, you know, how we were dancing and the socials. And they're like, guys, like, you know, like there's not a lot of different choices for instructors. Like we would love if you guys could teach something. And I, and I told them, you know, at first I told people, I was like, look, you know, but we're not even really, we're just kind of starting off and, you know, we're, we're not, you know, I don't know what, how you qualify as an instructor, but blah, blah, blah. But they're like, I said, look, I can show you what I know. I can show you what we know. If you like what yeah. we're doing, you like our style, we can, we can pitch in in that way. And this is, and this is how it started, bro. But I was real from the beginning, you know, I was real from the beginning. And, and I told people, Hey, look, you know, we're just starting out in this, we're just doing this, but if you like what we're doing and, and, and there's demand for this, we, we, we will help, you know, we, 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 we will, we will give the people what they want. So we started and, and our classes grew. I mean, mm -hmm. our classes were, were, were pretty big. You even in video, you, you taped one of our classes. I remember. Yeah. And I think what yeah. worked for you guys at that time, especially was that before you became instructors yeah. or evidently when you became instructors, it was kind of appointed by, in a sense, the people, but Correct. before that, at that same sense, you were already in that environment, going to those events, right. networking, evidently or inadvertently, you were networking yourself right. before this really got started. So once you start teaching and the the following is really organic, it's not really forced no, because it, it, you're just inviting true. people that you already were in contact with. Correct. Yeah. That's how it started. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so in, in that respect then you're teaching and then um you know like you said the following is growing yep. what were those initial feelings then you start traveling what are those experiences like not from the romantic part i'm talking yeah. strictly from the dancing part of understanding now that type of life that yeah. for people who don't get it or don't understand what is it like uh being kind of a professional traveler, professional dancer, but now traveling the world. Yeah. So in, in, in regards to how, you know, my beginnings and, you know, first there, there was one actually major gig that we got that kind of transformed me and my first partner's career. Uh, and I have, I can't even talk about my career without shouting out these people. And it's the salsa room, right? The salsa room in Washington, DC. So, I have to give them a quick shout out because they are the people that gave me and my partner an opportunity uh, because they hired us. And because they hired us for the first time, yeah. uh, the the promoter of the DC fall salsa bachata festival, yes. DJ Parker, Parker, yeah. Parker Coca-Cola, he picked us up from that event and he said, Hey, I just had a couple 
that had to cancel last minute, right, at my festival, which is next weekend. So if you guys can stay in D.C., I can give you that teaching spot. So, of course, it wasn't paid. We had to invest. This is how it is when, well, at least back in the day, this is how it was when you when you first started out. You know, you you, you didn't get paid. You had to invest in your stuff. And uh, so, you know, we said, hey, and look, bro, I'm going to be honest with you. At the time, at that point in my life, I didn't have a lot of money. And yeah. Brianna didn't have a lot of money. And we, 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 we had, let's say we maxed out some, some cards and we had to <laughs> go into some debt for that opportunity. But I will tell you that if we didn't make that sacrifice and we didn't put ourselves out there, I would never be where I am today. Yeah. So I love the honesty in that, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one thing of just like teaching at a local class here and there, but then you start traveling and then. It's it's kind of like a rotation. You're constantly going through the same format, especially if you're like a weekend to weekend traveler. So I mean, that's how it is. Format. Yeah, that's how it is now. Now, in under normal circumstances, I mean, under normal circumstances, me and my current partner Yomante, uh, we are we're supposed to be booked from I don't know uh, March 2020 to I think it was. April or May 2022. We had our firm schedule. Mm -hmm. you know? uh, but now everything is kind of up in the air. Some events are events had to cancel. All of 2020 was canceled, of course. Uh, but uh, you know, even going forward from today, this weekend we should have been in in another country. I mean, so it's just you know, it's up in the air. It, everything is up in the air until things start to change with the COVID situation, the pandemic. So. Absolutely, absolutely. So then, you know, fast forwarding after the the partnership finished for you, um, did you initially kind of go into a new partnership, or was it kind of that time to reflect and figure out what lane you wanted to go in? Well, yeah, that's interesting. So uh, after the ending of my first partnership, uh, I think it was uh, almost very, very immediately I found uh, my second partner. I've had three. Uh, main bachata partners mm -hmm. since I entered the scene, and and uh, my second partner from New York uh, was also from New York, uh, and her name was Yvonne. You know, you know Yvonne, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I danced with Yvonne uh, almost immediately after me and my first partner broke up, and that was a really really cool experience uh, dancing with her because. You know, we weren't uh, together or romantic or anything, and uh, and we were just we had a really good friendship, and and uh, it was just very nice and organic dancing together, uh, and we did a lot of you know kind of cool things, and and at that time is when I started to uh, branch off and dance, start training in all the different dance disciplines. I started training in ballroom. I started training in in contemporary popping and locking and et cetera. Yeah. Wow. I mean, even as you're talking about that, because I remember we would talk about this, actually. We would see each other at socials. I would ask how you're doing, what's up with you. I remember you telling me like, hey, I'm training here. I'm training here. I'm training here. And I'm like, wow, putting in that effort and that work. Because people can talk about it. But when you're seeing the results, I remember you posting about that long, intensive training with ballroom, I believe. And that's not easy. I mean, so it definitely takes 
uh, a lot of will and hard work. And Mikey here says non-romantic partnerships. Give it up. <laughs> you know, so, you know, after Ebon, working with Ebon, what was that? La was the next partnership the last one before the ultimate move in a sense? Yeah. So, you know, the whole thing is that, as I said, when I was with Yvonne uh, and before that, a little bit before Yvonne and during Yvonne, I was going to one. I was in a ballroom academy training in a ballroom academy and where I was training literally eight hours a day, uh, literally eight hours a day in ballroom. Uh, and they were it was a whole like training thing. So that was really cool. Then the next thing uh, I was doing is I was going to Broadway Dance Center. I was mm. training at Dance Center. And that's where I was taking my contemporary and popping and locking classes. So shout out to Miss J, incredible, incredible instructor at Broadway Dance Center. That's probably one of the most prominent instructors oh, that yeah. I had was there. So, uh, but yeah, so that's so that's how that worked. But you know, you know, man, like going back to the the cross training and mm -hmm. the cross training made me, you know, mm -hmm. the cross training made my bachata career because without the cross training in the ballroom and the contemporary and the popping and locking, I wouldn't move the way that I move. I wouldn't creatively think the way that I think. Yeah. And I think that this is something that I really was excited to talk about today is that, you know, the importance of training in other dance disciplines yeah. other than the primary one, you know? And that's, you know, part of our, our slogan that we've created with Yomante uh, for Elegantia Dance Company uh, that that we're becoming known by is we dance everything that's a slogan you know and yeah. that reflects our vision and our concept that if you want to improve yourself in your primary style of dance it's very beneficiary to it's very beneficial to to train in other styles of dance you know so if you're a bachata dancer and you say hey how should i improve my bachata dance okay yeah of course you should work on bachata to improve your bachata but also, I believe it's it's essential to train in different disciplines, especially like, for example, popping and locking. Why popping and locking, Leo? The, what does that have to do with bachata? But the control, the level of control in mm. the body that you need to exercise, to be able to move your fingers through your wrists, to the elbows, to the chest, you know, it, it, it really takes yeah. such a high level of connection, mind to muscle connection, uh, that it's just once you can do that, you can do anything. If someone says to you in the bachata basic step, okay, move with your upper body to the left, put your hips in opposition, you coming from popping and locking, it's automatic because you have that mind to muscle connection, you know? Hmm. Same thing with ballroom. I mean, ballroom really transformed my dancing as well because it gave me posture, it gave me frame, it gave me lines, it gave me uh, the, the, the intentional stepping and foot position, mm -hmm. you know? And and stepping from the toe to the heel and and weight transfer and 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 yeah. dynamics in dance, you know, it it really it really transformed my dance, and I'm forever grateful that I made that decision to cross train in the dances that I did. Yeah, because it definitely shows, and I, I think, like you said, being able to be versatile in different styles kind of molds the way you move, and that creates your niche that creates who you are your identity because um i mean for me i think everybody should take an understanding of different styles instead of the one they just singularly focus on um yeah. 
and like you said, just promoting it because it's only going to help you get better. I mean, yeah, you know, and realizing with you seeing your trajectory from being just a regular dancer at a social, then I'm seeing you in a teaching light. Now I'm seeing you performing and I'm thinking to myself, the way this is going, it's only can, it only can go up for him if he allows it to. I hope so. It's very easy. It's very easy kind of to just fall off and not stay as relevant, you know, especially in New York when we have so many dancers, so many schools, so many companies, events, you name it, um, and so many male dancers. So making yourself unique and, like you said, investing in yourself. So wait, question. You started off in Plaza. No, I started. Okay, so I started in Bachata. Okay. Right? I started with bachata, but I had the most training early, earliest on in salsa because uh, when I first started, I mean, for example, first I will tell you. So I, when I say I started bachata in, or not started bachata, but when I really kind of entered the dancing in 2016, mm-hmm. it's not when I first took my first steps in bachata. I mean, that was years before that, right? Yeah. And the reason for that, and I want to get into that also, is this is like a I will never forget I was scrolling through YouTube and I was scrolling through YouTube and I see some video, a couple million views. And I said, bachata dance, who you, who, whose video you think it was? Think of it was, it was a talk in La Alemana, te extraño. Mm-hmm. And that's when I saw bachata and I was like, of course I knew bachata. I always knew bachata, but when I saw them dance and how they musically hit all the beats and their expression and, and just the whole composition of that choreography, bro, it blew my mind. And for me, mentally, it stimulated me in such a way that I was like, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe one day I would want to learn it, you know? And and then I didn't initially go right into it and learn it right away. It took a couple of years for, for for things to find me. But, but you know, of course, I, I have been, you know, I had a lot of Latino friends and and Latin friends, and, and and I was immersed in the culture. So I always, of course, I was hearing the bachata at the parties and stuff, and I was dancing my one, two, three, four, five, six. But in terms of like when I entered the dance scene, dance yeah. scene, you know, it was in it was in 2016, 15, 16. Yeah. Okay. So what initially gave you that motivation to kind of make that ultimate trip to Lithuania? Because I remember... Yeah, Yeah, I think I kind of heard it just suddenly, randomly. I was like, you know, for me, I was like, there's a reason he's going there. It's not just like he picked the place and he's going. I know it has to do with dance. It's probably dance related, in my opinion, because I knew you were always up to something good and just to kind of better yourself. I appreciate that. Uh, So what really made me go to Lithuania is that, uh, you know, Yomante, my current partner, she, you know, so first, look, you know, in order to explain this, I first need to explain how me and Yomante met. Yeah. So in 2018, I believe it was Roma Central Symposium in Rome, Italy, a wonderful event put on by Nando Ferragrasso. So huge shout out to Nando. That was an incredible event uh, and his partner. And uh, so me and Brianna were invited to Rome, Italy to teach. My, my first partner was invited to Rome, Italy to teach there. So we taught there. And uh, Yomante was 
uh, at that event as an artist teaching with her ex-partner. Uh, so, you know, from there, me and Yomante social dance a couple times and we had really good dance connection and we just had good connection period. And, you know, we were actually all drinking and we were like, oh, you know, that'd be so funny if we ended up as partners one day and uh, <laughs> just joking around. We we're all drunk and, you know, just like kind of like talking and joking around and stuff because, you know, I think her her and her partner were talking about some acrobatics that they was doing and they're like, oh, God, you know, if I break my neck or something, she says, oh, well, I'll just go dance with Leo then, you know, like joking. We was joking. Yeah. You know, joking. <laughs> you know, joking. Uh, you know I, I, I forget the exact dates and time, but her and her, her ex-partner broke up uh, and I actually messaged her, not for anything in, in particular, but it was more just like, because she started posting a lot of lady styling stuff. Mm. You know, and you know how girls are and, and not even girls, but you know how both guys and girls are when they just break up with a partner. They want to prove that they like the upper hand out of the two. So they're <laughs> all this kind of, no, come on, bro. You, you know, I'm just keeping it real. You know, I yeah. did it. She did it. Every, we all do it. We all yeah. do it. You know? So, you know, cause we want to be more relevant and we want to, uh, you know, I, oh, they made a mistake. You know how we, we're human beings. Absolutely. <laughs> So, you know, she's posting a lot of lady style and stuff and she wasn't posting with her partner. So I said, hey, you know, what's going on? She said, oh, me and my partner broke up, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, I'm sorry to hear that, blah, 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 blah. So we was talking and, you know, uh, she, you know, she had mentioned that uh, and I, because I was actually planning to do a tour in Europe, in Europe. Uh, so I was like, OK, well where are you living again? And she told me, oh, I'm living in Lithuania. And I'm like, oh, you know, where's that? Some Somewhere in Russia or something? And she, she was laughing. She was like, you know, because if you know the history about Russia and Lithuania, you know, it's not a very funny joke for Lithuanians. So, uh, but yeah, so, you know, uh, when I figured out where she was, she was like, hey, you know, maybe if you're going to come do a tour in Europe, you should come, you know, like have your base be Lithuania. We can do projects together. And this was only supposed to be like a month thing. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we was really supposed to, I was supposed to go out there for a month and uh, we were supposed to work together, do our projects. And that was supposed to be it. Well, as you see, it didn't completely work out like that. <laughs> I'm still here. You know what I'm saying? That was May yeah. 2019 and I'm still here. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so you see that uh, it didn't work out like a one month thing. And then I go back. So, yeah. Man, and just seeing how everything played out. I mean, like, yeah. thinking about May 2019, you didn't think in May of 2020 with everything that just went on. And just like you said, you thought it was a temporary thing of, hey, we're doing yeah. projects. Do some projects. I'm going to head home to my family and my friends in the United States. And I came here and that was it. That Man. was really. So now my question to you is, you're now kind of gaining some foot in Lithuania. You're working in a sense. You're doing projects with Chamante. How was what was the original reception to you kind of coming in the scene? Mm, reception in regards to the, the reception from the community. Or from the community other, in other schools or what? How, how? Meaning is like the reception of the Lithuanian dance community to you, kind of being a new dancer. Incredible, incredible. I mean, I'm I'm so grateful. I mean, when I first came to Lithuania, 
uh, and Yomante had advertised and announced that we that I was coming to Lithuania for a month to teach with her. And, uh, you know, she she put up the event and everything. You know, she didn't really know what to expect in terms, you know, of because she knew her average size of classes. And so and she she had our school for many years, Saltari, you know, she had it for many years. So uh, she kind of knew what to expect, but she didn't know how many people would come with the new instructor from USA was coming. Yeah. Yeah. But let me tell you, we was both pleasantly surprised because when I came, we had pretty we had almost 50 people in our in our one wow. of our advanced class yeah it was crazy i mean it was crazy 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 and it was in the summer too which is crazy because in the summer most people go away on vacation and stuff but 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 yeah it was really really interesting uh there was a lot of people there and you know from the time that i came the entire lithuanian dance community really accepted me they made me feel at home here, and they are the reason why ultimately uh, I call this my home because they are who molded that home feeling here for me. Them, my partner Yomante, and my my other my other friends and 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 family and family that I've made here in in Lithuania, they're all the reason why why I now call this my home. So, man, it's amazing. Of course, coming from New York, having your travels in Philly. Um, and then getting to Lithuania. I mean, for many people, it's hard. It's not easy to go from one place to another and then make your home in a completely new country, uh, kind of learning a new way of life in a sense. So now a question I have for you. I don't know if it's going to be a tough question to answer, but from your experience in Lithuania or just in Europe in general, traveling, do you feel that there's a difference between the scene in Europe and the scene in, in the States. Oh, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, there's no, you can't even compare, you know, but well, I will say, but the USA is really on the come up. Thanks to some of the incredible promoters uh, that, that, that are hosting some incredible events. Uh, but in we're talking if we are we talking about bachata or are we talking about the latin dance scene in general because those are two two completely different things hold on i i lost you i lost you i can't i can't hear you yet right. no um my bad uh meaning in a sense just of the community because of you having the experience of uh going to philly but also really in new york being in that dance scene do you feel like the atmosphere is maybe different between atmosphere much different i mean here and, and but but it varies country to country you know for example lithuania is in europe and so is spain spain is also in europe but it's two completely different realities and two different cultures so you know for example uh if we're talking about uh how people are acting, you know, like in Spain, people are very touching each other. They're hugging when they first meet you and they're like all up in your, they're very warm. <laughs> but in Lithuania, people are a lot more reserved in the beginning, you know? So when mm. they first, hey, how you doing? You know, I'm American. So we're super like, hey, what's, whatever. <laughs> yeah. but looking at me when I first came, they were like, oh, why are you so friendly? You know what I mean? But, but <laughs> It's just a cultural difference that we have. Yeah. But as soon as we break through that barrier, I mean, the quality of people here in Lithuania is just incredible. 
They are real people. I mean, no fake, false, like, oh, you know how Americans are sometimes, man. You know, like I'm yeah. American. So, you know, I, I'll, I'll be the first one to put us on blast. And we we tend to be a lot, very politically correct sometimes. And we, you know, oh, hey, hey, what's up, bro? And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck this guy, you know. Excuse, excuse my language. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, even Jamonte says he yeah, likes yeah, You know what I mean? So, but in Lithuania, if someone don't, doesn't like you, man, they just don't associate themselves with you. You can come up to them, hey, what's up? They they won't put their hand up to say what's up. And I respect that. And yeah. I like that. And this, is, and this is how I've been. And this is how, you know, and this is how I want it to be because you know what it is. There's no mm -hmm. false... You know, oh yeah, I'm pretending like I'm this, but I don't like him. But I'm being political. No, nah, there's none of that yeah. out here. You know, so I like that. I appreciate that. I mean, I think that's what everybody wants, kind of, there in the community, especially yeah. when it comes to dancing. Because every at the end of the day, no matter what we say, we all come together when there's music and there's a floor. We all right. come together and dance in some form or fashion. So right. you and Jamonte, you guys are working together. Elegancia Dance Company comes. Uh, I start seeing, of course, in the beginning, it's mainly you and her doing choreographies. But then also now you're incorporating even the, and I told you this too, uh, I really love the videographer you have, um, I believe it's Demontis. No, Donatus. 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 Yeah. Um, for me as a videographer, I really pay attention to other ones and realizing how they capture moments because I think too, it started to really put you ahead in my opinion, above yeah. a lot of other instructors or people who were doing demos and visuals was the way the filming also happened besides the choreography. Everything yeah. goes into place from the lighting, from just how you, the angles of how you capture it, but it also depends on you and your partner to execute. Of course, of course. So at the end of the day, if you don't have a foundation, if you, you know, a, a professional camera, it's not going to hide bad dance technique, right? It'll make a pretty scene around bad dance technique, but a professional camera will not mirror or hide dancing. So you have to have good dance technique. You have to have good connection with your partner. You have to have good overall body movement and technique. But with that said, however, uh, videography and is very, very, very essential uh, as a marketing tool. And uh, I, I am very grateful. Yomante is very grateful. And the entire, I can speak for the entirety of Elegante Dance Company. We're all extremely grateful for the for Donatus and, and, and the opportunity to work with him. He's really been incredible. And he's equally as good of a videographer as he is dancer. He's an incredible dancer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible dancer as well, too. I mean, the guy is uh, trained in ballet for so many years, ballroom for so many years. He was a professional ballerina, professional ballroom dancer. So, you know, he, he's a really, really trained uh, dancer. And he, he's just he's an incredible person as well, too. So, you know, we're super grateful to have him uh, not only as the video uh, as a videographer on our team, but as an essential dancer and part of our mm -hmm. brand. Know because you know he started as you know just a videographer in terms of uh, in terms of but not but he's a, an essential part of our brand as the dancer as a dancer you know so yeah. uh, so it, it's really really incredible 
and we're, we're very, very grateful to have him. We're very, very grateful to have his partner, Laura, and the, the rest of uh, our team on Elegancia Dan's company. It's really a wonderful, extremely talented bunch of, of people that we have, and we're very grateful. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I would say definitely throughout that year, uh, in, even into late 2019, uh, just seeing the work you were able to accomplish during those times uh, from the visuals and then creating a semi-pro and a kind of a pro team in a sense, yeah. seeing now your vision was coming to light. I mean, it happened to be in another country, but also surrounding yourself as well with newer people that, like you said, were classically trained already in, in other various styles, just as you were training yourself before you came there. I think yeah. everything just fell into place. Everything uh, fell into place, yeah. That's true. And like you at one time being a regular instructor, now being a director, that's a whole new responsibility. And seeing yeah. you taking it on, head on, and constantly creating, it was special. And then now it kind of leads me to the present uh, and really the future outlook on things, you know, realizing, like you said earlier, 2020, just your schedule at one point was filled throughout that year into this year. And with COVID, everything changed. And some countries and some cities are still going through lockdowns, as we know. Yeah. 100%. So for me, I've always wanted to understand from artists like yourself, what was that time period like for you? Was it more of like a reflection period or did you kind of just feel like you had to start back at square one? And you're talking about in regards to be, being a director or? Just like, yeah, because really going from you're about to start traveling, you have your team and everything according, but not knowing what's what's going to happen next. What was that like for you? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, being a director and being a dancer is there there's just apples and oranges you know i mean at the end of the day it's the same thing like being a dancer and being an ex instructor are two separate skills you know and uh so you know in regards to our professional team elegance's professional team i mean we we were ready for a lot of incredible events i mean if covid didn't happen we would have already been in probably like 10 or 12 festivals, congresses, events. So we 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 had very here in Europe and in the United States. So we have had a very busy schedule. We had to have a very busy schedule, but you know, with the pandemic and stuff, it's just who knows when things are going to get, you know, better. Maybe it's going to be in next month, maybe it's going to be in 3 years. I mean, we 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 don't know, you know. So it's yeah. just well, we we kind of have a general idea of when things will here in Europe should start to clear up in the summertime. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Nothing nothing is known for sure. There could be another strand of the virus that comes out and, 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 and hits hard. Who knows? Who knows? You know? But uh, in regards to directing a team, you know, I, I did direct a team in New York, uh, Coalition, with Yvonne. Yes. Yep. So it was Coalition we, I, we had with, uh, with my second partner, Yvonne. Mm -hmm. And uh, we did a uh, we we performed at the Baltimore Baltimore Salsa Bachata Congress and a couple other uh, pretty big events, uh, and that was a great experience. But it you know, it's also two separate things to mm -hmm. direct a students and direct professionals. You know, mm -hmm. when you're directing a professional team versus directing a student team, 
it's two completely different things. You know, yeah. when you're directing students, it's 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 not that much different than a group class in a lot of different ways. You know, in terms of organization uh, organizational structure and stuff, yes, it's different than a group class, of course. But uh, and and but directing a professional team, especially directing a professional team with people that on the team that are all famous mm. in Lithuania. So, so a lot of people that are on my professional team, they're already famous in Lithuania as dancers, not in the Batanta scene, but as dancers, whether, yeah. whether it's uh, ballroom contemporary, most of my team was also featured on dancing with the stars. And I'm not even referring to being featured with me on yeah. dancing with the stars, but a lot of them were like, we have one guy, Davidis, uh, Davidis Mishkowskis. He was on Dancing with the Stars for 10 seasons. Hmm. 10 seasons. So, you know, we have uh, two other guys that, 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 that spent a couple seasons on Dancing with the Stars as well, too. So, uh, you know, my, my, my point is, is that, you know, when you have people that are already kind of known and famous in, in Lithuania, you know, it, it's it's a little bit more difficult because then, you know, you have to kind of switch your 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 method of, of, of how you're directing the team because, you know, it's it's not you. You, you want to treat everybody as equal, but you still yeah. also have to maintain order. You, you know what I'm saying? You know, you, you, you don't want to be like a, a, a dictator, like, duh, 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 you know, but at the same time, there has to be some order. So there was a transitional phase for me, 100%. There was a transitional phase where I was figuring out the right balance of, of to where to be in charge, but where to let back. And, 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 and it was all a learning, uh, learning phase. But, but Yomante and I are extremely happy with how everything turned out. And we're very grateful for everyone on our team. We really have an amazing people. And, and I couldn't imagine this company without, without the people in it. So. Yeah. Big, big shout out again to Elegancia Dance Company and Joe Monte. I've also seen her work as well, even on YouTube, I believe, through her ballroom times. I mean, phenomenal. Like she, you said. She, she was I. She was I. She, she was just you know, <laughs> world, world champion, you know, national champion. You know, not oh, a, really a big deal or anything to talk about, you know? Everybody's well, world champion, right? No, no, I'm, I'm joking. Well, I'm telling Joe Monte I'd love to have her on and have her speak about her experience as well. Uh, I think no. now it helps me into now the segment uh, kind of closing out really that we have called the randoms. But before we get to that, mm -hmm. the question I definitely have is from, like you said, your humble beginnings, your early beginnings, all the way till now to the stages you are in your life. Yeah. You've grown uh, now from being, again, just a, a beginning dancer to start instructing now you have your own company uh and you're you're helping others and inspiring others along the way what have really been the biggest lessons that you've learned throughout your life and really your dance career i mean it's so funny you ask that because i've been asked this and you know one of the most important takeaways actually comes from an event i was at in north carolina when i was still in the united states and uh, I will share this very quickly. Uh, so I went to the event and at the event I was teaching, I was a featured instructor at the time uh, at the event in North Carolina. And there was a girl that was in the class and she really looked like a wreck. 
she looked like a mess. Like I'm talking about emotionally, her face, yeah. she looked like she was okay, you know? And, uh, you know, so anyway, I started the class. I noticed her right away, but, but I started the class and, you know, I started, you know, warming up everybody and I'm screaming, I'm shouting, I'm joking around and she starts breaking out and she starts laughing and smiling and having a good time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, okay. You know, maybe somebody was having a bad day, whatever, you know, it's just, you know, so the, the, the lesson is over. The workshop is over. It's a two hour workshop. The workshop's over. She comes to me and she said to me, hi, Leo. And I said, yes. And she said, oh, I just wanted to introduce myself. And I said, oh, it's, it's so nice. So nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. She goes, you had a really amazing workshop. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. She's like, you changed my life. And I was like, oh, come on, stop it. <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. you change, my life, change your life with a workshop. What, you know, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. She said, look, did you know that before this workshop, I had something really bad happen in my life and I was going to kill myself tonight? Wow. She said she was going to kill herself tonight. That night, after the workshop, after the dancing, she was planning on killing herself. And she was so happy in that workshop and she had such a good time that it gave her the strength to continue to, to, to move on and continue living. And bro, it really, that changed the way that I saw my work completely. Yeah. Cause then at that point I realized if I didn't realize it already, I realized that what we do as instructors, local instructors, as national instructors, as artists, as international artists, as famous artists, People look up to us, bro, and and just and we don't know what people are going through. Mm -hmm. you know? Sometimes when somebody comes to ask you to dance, you don't know what that person's going through, and and sometimes artists take that for granted, and yeah. they say, "Oh no, I don't feel like dancing." So no, no, sorry, you know, I don't want to dance. But you don't know what that person's going through in their life, and just you saying yes to them, yeah, just you saying yes, sure, let's dance, could change the whole trajectory of not even their day but of their life yeah so i feel that us as latin dance instructors in the community as international artists we need to really keep these things in mind and we really have to make sure that we are are, are conscious that we don't know what's going on in people's lives just as they don't know what's going on in our lives and we have to be sensitive to that because we have the power to change people's lives Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, through dance, as you said, just those specific moments, you don't realize how important it is to the person you're talking to until, you know, they tell you things like that. But again, I definitely you and many of our artists that I've met, I've seen you guys put smiles on people's faces and people realize some people really come to these three weekend, three day weekend events just to escape from their reality. So having artists like yourself that are able to listen to them and understand them, you know, that's also really, really important because, you know, as instructors, you guys are looked upon as leaders. Right. You know, so, I mean, again, I love what you've been doing. Um, just everything you've been able to do, you just keep stepping up and stepping up and taking that initiative. And again, I, I definitely see amazing things with you and Jamonte and the company as well and the also future projects. And now again, this leads us to our last segment called the randoms, which is about 10 questions 
that allows myself and the audience to get to know you a little bit better. And all I need to ask you is, when are you ready? I'm ready now. <laughs> Number one, favorite food. Woo! I mean, that's I don't even have to think about that. My favorite food, hands down, anybody that knows me really well, I'm a steak fanatic. All right. All right. How do you like the steak? Oh, the only way you, you the only way you can eat it, medium rare. So oh, okay. Okay. The, only way you eat the steak. Yeah. All right. I like that. Steak has got to be medium rare. If it if it's if it's not the high quality steak and, you, and it's fishy and you know you don't trust it, then medium medium well is a better option. But but if oh. you know it's high quality, medium rare all the way. So okay. I had, to, I had to test your New York card. I had to test that. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, look, you, you know, you know, the Caribbean in me would have said, "Well done." You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> the, the the Latino Caribbean in us. You, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want the hey, You better take that well done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you know they don't they don't trust the meat and stuff. So that's absolutely. Okay. All right. Next question: If you could have one song you can dance to with somebody, what would that song be? One more, one more time from you. you. Said if I, if I had one song that I one can, song that you could dance with somebody to, what would that song be? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this every day. If I want to dance with to a song, I'm dancing with Joe. So, uh, <laughs> wow, that's a, that's that's difficult. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's a difficult question for me, just because I'm doing it every day. It's like, oh, I heard, I heard a song that I want to dance to. I'm, all right, Joe, we, we have practice today, so let's dance. So you know what I'm saying? So it's a little bit difficult for me to answer that question. But I could tell you what songs I really love. I could tell but you a song. If, I, I would say one song from DJ Tronky. What would that song be? Right now? Yes, right now. Oh, Afterglow. Afterglow. That's stuck in my head. And I'm actually going to issue a challenge right here live. I would love for you and Jamonte to do a video to um, DJ Selfies, Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish. I would love to see. I'm giving you a challenge if you can do it or not. Let me check it out. Let me check it out. And if it, if it fits, if it fits, if it fits our, 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 our style and our mola, I'll maybe we'll give it a shot for you. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. You All shut right. up. Huge shout out to DJ Selfie. He's he's one of my day one people. So from New York. So absolutely, absolutely. All right. Next question. What would be your dream vacation destination? Dream vacation. I, I don't even ever think about vacation because I'm always thinking about work. <laughs> but <laughs> no, seriously, it's like a disease. Uh, but um, wow, my dream. Maybe maybe Maldives. Maybe Maldives. You know. Hmm. But 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 you know I really don't think too much about vacation and stuff because I'm every second of the day I'm mm -hmm. thinking about how making moves or or what move yeah. I can make next you know so like that's just how I am personally and it, it's a blessing and it's a curse but but I would say yeah Mal Maldives is is a place I definitely like to try out. All right, nice. All right, what did the ten year old Leo want to be? Oh, professional baseball player. Gotcha. Ooh, so what's your team actually? Oh, come on, bro. Where where I'm from? No, 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 no. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. You tell me where where I was born. Don't do this because I'm gonna. 
we got two things. I, answers, I, 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 are, I, I, are two completely different answers. Okay, that's true. That's true. That's very hey, true. So who's oh. your baseball team? Oh, Yankees. Yankees. Oh, yeah, I'm a Mets fan, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The Mets are the Mets are there too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. All right, next question. What would be your spirit animal? Spirit animal. I'm not, I'm not too into the whole spirit animal thing, so you have to explain a little more about that. Like if you can compare yourself to like an animal, like a, some people say they would compare themselves to like a wolf because you can be in, alone or you can be with a pack as well. Some people, when you talk about elephants, very good with their memory. This sometimes and people use that in that regard. You know, I would say I don't know how many animals have these instincts, but I'm just one of those people that if you look out for me and you got my back, I will take 400 bullets for you. But if you stab me in the back. <laughs> 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 right? I gotta figure out what animal that is, but <laughs> if you can find an animal with those traits, then then let me know. And that's my spirit animal. So. Gotcha. I think the spirit animal is Leo. We're gonna take a, a a bite out of Frankie Martinez's book when I asked him that same question. He said, I'm I'm my spirit animal. So I would definitely say, <laughs> but uh all right, next question would be what is a big don't? for a person when they're dancing with you? I mean, like, what is something you really, is a huge pet peeve for you yeah. when dancing with someone? Yeah, well, you know, my thing is, one thing that, that I don't like is when I'm dancing socially with someone and you can see that they're more concerned about how they look dancing versus connecting mm. through the dance. I would say that's, that's probably the most annoying thing for me and you know i'm an artist i'm i'm usually traveling to events every weekend so uh, of course if i feel this from someone i'll i'll still kind of keep my you know my smile on and go through yeah. the day because you know it's my job and i'm getting paid for this but you know i, I don't like that because i feel that you know if you're going to dance with someone you know, dance with someone, you know, and, and connect, try to connect. Maybe, maybe you can't connect, but, but try to connect and try to just, just kind of, uh, you know, live that moment with the person, whether, rather than being so worried about how you look and, 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 you know, who's looking at you and et cetera. So. Okay. Next question would be, what is one of your most memorable performance venues that you were at? Like you had a performance remember he's this is easy for me the reno latin dance festival in mm. reno nevada wow i mean wow talk about a production bro i mean that that is that is not wow wow <laughs> seriously i mean between between reno latin dance festival and dc bachata festival by lee and cat I mean, wow, those are just two incredible stages. And and I feel that the people in DC, they really have to like they need to travel outside of that festival in mm -hmm. order to have a better and greater appreciation for 
the work that Lee and Kat do with DC Bachata Festival because, bro, I'm telling you, DC Bachata Festival is one of the best events in the world. Mm. Like, and, and you know, and Lee and Kat are not paying me for this, so just, just, just <laughs> FYI, this is coming from my heart, seriously. You know, and and I really mean this. That that event is a really incredible event, and the Reno Latin Dance uh, Festival is. That was that was serious. Performing on that stage mm-hmm. was a whole nother ball game. That was crazy. Yeah. Okay. That was, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question: Three follows that you could have right now to dance with. Who would those three be? Three follows. Yes. Ooh. Okay. Well, other than Yomante, because she doesn't count, because she's my she's my partner. Yeah. Separate from Jamontani, three fresh people. Okay, I would say Letty from Abdel and Letty. That is my my homegirl. I love her. I love them, and I I really love dancing with her. Um, who else I really like dancing with? Uh, Carla, if you know Carla Capo Redondo from Spain, she was. Yes. Uh, she was partnered with Vladdy, yep, for yeah. a while. I love dancing with Carla. She, for me, is one of the most incredible uh, ladies out there in the scene. So I really enjoy dancing with her. Uh, one more. Hmm. Wow, that's that's difficult, man. I mean, you're going to make me choose between, like, and I would say Judith. From Corky and Judith, I mean, Judith for me is is really incredible. I mean, how she's following and how she's dancing, yeah, is is really just on another level. So I would say one of those three for me, you know, if we're talking about, you know, especially if we're talking about international artists. But I mean, I hate to brag, bro. I'm, I you know, I really hate to brag, but all my girls on my team are. <laughs> I, I can literally just dance with. I could be in a huge festival and I can dance with all the girls on my team just in a rotation yeah. would be set. Like, and this is not, so this is not even about me. This is more a reflection on them and how good they are and, and, and how exceptional followers and dancers that they are. So as I said, bro, I'm really blessed with, with my team and they're really, really incredible. So all right. nice. All right. Second to last question, what is a special talent that you have many people wouldn't know? Talent. Hmm. I mean, I, I do a lot of stuff, actually. I get made fun of because the people, <laughs> they're, they're like, is there anything you don't do? You know, like, because Big, I'm really. I don't know. It's because I, I, I just like to know how to do everything, you know? Uh, yeah. But maybe cooking. Okay. That's good. I'm, cooking like not cooking like oh yeah you know i know how to cook like i'm cooking cooking you know like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like i'm 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 cooking like cooking cooking you know? well well i think we need to see proof proof of that in the future oh, we got to see a little picture here and there something i told you i got a lot of projects coming up so i got something related uh, mm. to coming up in the, in the in the upcoming future so Okay. Oh, wait, even Jamal is uh, singing and playing guitar. So yeah, I, I sing. I play guitar too a little bit. Not a little bit. I've been playing guitar for 15 years, but 
but yeah, I'm, I sing, I play guitar, and I play piano as well too, and stuff. So, yeah. wow, it's just like a jack of all trades. Well, here it brings us now to our last question, and this one I change it up many from the last questions I usually ask. This one for you, I want to ask is, what is the future of our dancing? <laughs> that, that, that's that's very broad question you know that's a very broad question but uh we can approach this in a, a bunch of different ways but i mean the the future of dances of our dancing is limitless it, it it all depends on what we make of it you know it all depends on you know you've seen how much things have changed let's say even in the past five to six years that yeah is telling of, of really what's to come you know you know, for example, you know, years ago, you know, people got booked and stuff through performances more so and, and mm -hmm. competition when they won competitions and they became known as performers and they started getting gigs to be booked as artists to teach workshops and perform. But nowadays and well, I don't you know, United States is a little bit different, but it's starting to adapt this culture. But mm -hmm. it's predominantly Europe is, you know, a lot of artists get booked because of their demo videos, you know? Yeah. You know, so so the culture is changing. So, you know, in six years, I don't know the direction things will go. I think that all of us artists, all of us directors, all of us artists, we can actually shape it in a way that we see fit. And promoters, we can also uh, we can all kind of shape the scene the way that we would like it. So if we all come together and we we keep doing what we, we need to do for the scene, it's going to end up in a, in a good place. And it's going to be where it should be. But, but I see, I see the Latin dance community going nothing but up from here. So. And, and the reason too, I asked that question was intentional because I love to get an understanding from the dancers that I know what their perspective is. Some people are just thinking day to day. Some people are thinking a year or two years from now, some people are looking five to 10. So I definitely, I'm glad I asked that question and to understand your viewpoint and I think it is true. Our scene uh, is limitless, but again, it, it all starts with us. What yeah. we're able to put out is what we're going to get in. Uh, and again, I thank you for doing this segment called The Randoms, because I definitely think it allowed myself and the audience to get to know a little bit more about you, even though Jamonte looks like she knows a whole lot <laughs> and even more yeah. stuff I didn't know. I would say there's not many people in the world that know me like her. Maybe yeah. not anybody period i would say other than my parents maybe and uh my best friend who passed away mm -hmm. and his parents uh, other other than other than them i would say she she's she's probably the person who knows me best in the world so wow. again big shout out to jamonte and now that brings us to the conclusion of our talk today as here it is today over there it is uh evening time. It's around afternoon time here. But uh, I really want to thank you, Leo, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on to this platform and talk again from your heart with your full transparency and honesty. And I definitely think today was a really good building block and a way to just uh, catch up on things, kind of see where your head's at, uh, but also be able to celebrate most of the success that you've had thus far. Yeah, Diamond, I really, I really, first off, I really appreciate you. Thank you for inviting me onto your platform, onto your channel. You know, I, I've been, 
following your work for a while. I mean, we've known each other forever, but you know, yeah. since you launched this project and I've seen, I saw when you first started and I see what your platform has transformed into. And it's really, really incredible to see what you're doing. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's beyond just a talk show, but it's really giving artists a way to present themselves and, and to see different pathways and, and, mm -hmm. and in the industry so i'm very grateful as well as all the other national artists instructors international artists as everyone's uh, promoters djs everyone's incredibly grateful for what you have done and uh i hope that you continue with it and then i you know i really wish you the best of success with it absolutely i appreciate it because again it's the conversations that we have are just pieces of knowledge that can be given to so many people throughout the world because the same questions people might ask you or want to know about you, you have something like this to look back on and say, wow, I learned a little bit more about Leo, about his early beginnings and presently how he feels about things. Uh, and for me too, I always ask my guests as well, before we do go, uh, if you had any last few words as well uh, for myself and the audience, but also contact info on how people can see your future projects. Yeah, so, you know, real quick, uh, I do have a lot of future projects coming up. Uh, a lot of things that are done, but I just am waiting to announce. Uh, so stay tuned, everybody, please stay tuned. Uh, to follow me, you can find me on Facebook, Leo Cato. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Leo Elegantia, Leo Cato Elegantia. Uh, also, uh, Leo Enyomante. You can go, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever. <laughs> and we're, we're, we're on all the different platforms. Uh, so Leon Yamante official on Instagram, uh, Elegantia Dance Company on uh, Facebook and on Instagram. So within one of those portals, there's always a way to contact us and stay up to date with uh, our projects and, and, and what we're moving on to next. So. Absolutely, man. Um, again, it's been great really to reconnect after all these years, uh, just seeing that you still, you look healthy, uh, you're doing well for yourself. And again, I'm really excited to see the future projects as well. Um, as many people know, I have a group called The Collective, as well as the live discussions with Diamond Podcast, where you can see this interview, but also The Collective, where I'm sharing a lot of the daily and weekly content coming from Elegancia Dance Company. So definitely follow that. Again, Leo, I thank you so much for taking your time out to talk to me and everybody that's been able to tune in. I thank you all. Uh, and you're tuned in to another episode of the Live Discussions with Diamond Podcast. I'm Diamond here with Leo. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And we will see you next time. Woo! <laughs> Peace.